Hallelujah. Lord, I just ask you to help me this morning. Help me preach this message. Father, I thank you that I boldly speak, making known the mystery of the gospel. And Father, I want your heart. I want your heart to flow through me as I minister to this people. Father, I thank you that they open their hearts to receive your guidance and your love today, Father. And Father, we just give you praise for all that's done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So here's what I want you to do this morning. I want you to greet each other and say peace, but I want you to do this. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> God is good. Praise the Lord. God is good. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I mean, does everybody know what that means? Okay. All right. If, oh, victory. Okay. All right. A lot of us grew up in the 60s. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Luke 9, 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You know, everything that God does is purposeful. Everything. Hallelujah. And I was just thinking about these names that Jesus is. That this is who Jesus is. He's wonderful. He's a counselor. He's mighty God. He's everlasting father. But today we're going to be talking about he's the prince of peace. The word in, in uh, the Old Testament is shalom. And it means this. It means harmony, wholeness, completeness, welfare, and tranquility. Jesus, the Prince of Peace, he is he let he lets everyone, anyone who receives him as their Lord and Savior, receives the peace of God. Hallelujah. And this peace that I'm going to be talking about this morning, it's uh, not like the world gives. Number one, he told us that. But this peace is actually it's uh, attractive to other people. When we walk in this peace, and I'll say this, that I believe peace is probably the most valuable commodity on the earth today. Amen. You don't see it much. And, and, and what God does is he governs people by his peace. Now, the Greek word is arene, and it means this, a state of rest. It means quietness and calmness and absence of strife and tranquility. It generally denotes that someone is, has a perfect well-being. And it's also, it includes a harmonious relationship between God and men, men and men, and it works in nations and it works in families. Hallelujah. Peace is, is what we're all, everybody should seek peace. 
And so I'm going to be talking today. In fact, it's called Led by Peace because I wanted to make it practical. Hallelujah. During this season, a lot of times a lot of people are stressed out for this reason or that reason. But God wants us to walk in peace. He wants us to have this harmonious relationship with him and with all around us. But the Bible says in Colossians 3.15, it says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Now, the rest of the scripture is up there, but I'm just going to stop right there. The Bible says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. But I want to read it, and and I, I looked this up in the Amplified Classic, and here's what it says. It says, let the peace from Christ rule or act as an umpire continually in our hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in our minds. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says in, 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 in Romans 5, 1, it says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus came to the earth and he bridged the gap between a fallen people and righteousness. He bridged that gap. And, and when he died on the cross, he died on the cross and he put away sin and he made a, a pathway for all to come to God. And, and he, he stopped. He gave us peace when he died on the cross. Peace was available to us when he died on the cross. So we can have peace. We can operate in this world that we're in and we can have the peace of God. And sometimes this world brings storms, but even in the midst of a storm, we can have that peace of God. This peace cannot be paid for. You can't buy this peace. It's a gift from, that comes from God. Hallelujah. You can lay your head down at night in the midst of troubles and still have the peace of God. The Bible tells us that we can put our head on our pillow and our sleep will be sweet. And that's because of the peace of God. But it's not only the peace of God, it's peace with God. And this peace can can be activated in, in, in a positive way or a negative way. Actually, the peace of God is the presence of God, the presence of God in our life. So going to the, I was thinking about this, and and I was just thinking about in the Old Testament that the children of Israel were led out of Egypt, which is kind of a, a salvation it's, it's like salvation. And then they were heading toward the promised land, which could be a type of heaven. And so what led them through? What led them through the wilderness? Well, it was God's presence. But it manifested in a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And so, so that cloud, if that cloud told them, or if that cloud, I'm sorry, if the cloud or God's presence moved to the left, then that's the way they moved or moved to the right. Remember that guy named Red Bull or whatever his name was? When I move, you move. He did something like that. Not like that. Okay. But anyway, I don't know why I did that. I just thought of that this morning. But I don't even know if his name was Red Bull, but I, I knew it had bull in it. Um, so, but, 
But when, when God moved through that, then that's the way they went. If God stopped, they camped. That's where they stayed. When God began to advance, they would move forward with God. What a simple life. I mean, it was uncomplicated. All they had to do was follow that cloud by day and that fire by night. That's the way they did. And can you imagine them having a conversation, one guy asking another one, are you worried? Well, no, I'm not worried. I just follow the cloud. Why should I be worried or stressed out? And even if that call came in the night and someone said, the pillar of fire is moving, then you'd get up and get ready to go. I mean, their life was simple. They had a simple life because they followed God's presence. God's presence is a gift to us. And we need to value his presence. And when we are in his presence, then we have the peace of God. And so in the New Testament, in Acts chapter 2, I'm going to read this to you. It says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a, excuse me, as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there were, then there appeared... To, to them divided tongues of fire, and one set on each one of them, and they were filled with the fire of God. Actually, it's the same fire that I've just been talking about, God's presence. And it says the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, I can say that they were filled with fire because John told his disciples, I baptize you in water, but the one who's coming after me is greater than me. I'm not even worthy to unlatch his shoes. He'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and six. Okay. Holy Ghost and what? Okay, that's better. Let me do it one more time. Holy Ghost and? Okay, maybe I should be more excited. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says in Romans, I'm sorry, Hebrews 12, 9, that God is a consuming fire. So the same God, the same presence that was in that pillar of cloud by night, that same fire is now in God's people. And it's one thing for us to say that God is with us, but now we can say this, that God is in us. His presence is in us. His peace is, is in us. His, what was that, serenity or his, uh, his uh, wholeness? Everything that I talked about just a few minutes ago, it is in us. But in this scripture, going back to this scripture, it says that we have to let. We have to let the peace of God rule in our heart. Or it says this, that we have to let it act as an umpire continually in our hearts. So if this is going to happen, we need our bodies to always follow our spirit. Now there's a scripture in, in Psalms, and, and this is David. He said, he makes my feet like hinds feet and sets me upon high places, upon my high places. Now, there's a, there's a term, and I learned about this a long time ago when we were, we were new Christians. Pastor David taught this. It's called tracking. He mentions here a hind's feet. A hind is a female deer. So what a deer does is when they move, their back feet track where their front feet are. They always hit in the exact same place where their front feet are. So when they run, they run securely and they never get off track. 
But also, when their back feet are tracking with their front feet, they can go to the high places on the mountain. And God has called us there, hasn't he? In fact, David said, my feet are like hinds feet, and I'll go to the high places of the mountain with God. God wants us to go to the high places with him. His ways are higher than our ways, and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. But God wants us to be brought up to that place. And so if we're going to do that, then our body has to track with our spirit. And because God always wants more for us, doesn't he? God wants us to begin to think like him and to live like him, that his ways become our ways. And so if we're going to do that, then we need to, like this scripture said, we need to let the peace of God rule. It's in charge, the peace of God, and it's like an umpire. So what does an umpire do? An umpire, he calls the game, doesn't he? The umpire will either say safe or out. And that's what our, if we have the peace of God in us, it lets us know it's the peace and the presence of God that keeps our body going with our spirit on the inside. Hallelujah. And God wants to call the shots. He lets us know, hey, you're out of line. You shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have acted that way. You shouldn't be looking at that. Don't do that. The peace of God. And it's amazing that we know that, don't we? We know when the peace of God leaves us. But if we will allow the peace of God rule in our hearts, then we'll always walk with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lost my place here. The last part of that scripture. Actually, let me read the whole thing again. It says, and let the peace of God rule, act as an umpire continually in your hearts. And then it says this, and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds. So that means if, if you let him umpire, if you let the peace of God, excuse me, the peace of God or God's presence be the umpire that calls the game then you're, everything's going to be settled. It's going to be settled with finality. So there's no more questions. There's no arguments. It's settled. But remember a few weeks ago when I was talking about where's the battle at? Anybody? I heard it. The mind. The battle is in the mind. And, and the way that Satan can get into our life is by, is through our mind. That's the way he can get a foothold into our life. Remember, oh, uh, Judas, what happened is Satan, one version of that scripture, I can't call the scripture right now, it says that, that Satan suggested something to him. It was just a little subtle voice that suggested, betray Jesus. But then another version said this, that he took a thought. When he took that thought, the other version says this, that Satan entered in. Satan entered into him. So that's why it's important that we do this. In Romans 12, it says that we can't be conformed to this world, but what do we do? We have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. It is so important. I always think of it this way, that our flesh or our bodies, like a, a schoolyard bully, Okay. Always wants its way. Give me another piece of pie. I don't care what anyone says. I'm going to watch this or whatever. It's, that's what our flesh or our body wants to do. But what if, 
What if your spirit and your mind were linked together? What if they were linked together? Then they can both beat the bully. I told you the story about when my, my sister and I used to ride the bus, my two sisters. By the way, Donna, I know you're watching, and, and I want y'all to know Donna's doing good. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> so Donna and I are twins, and, and uh, we used to ride the bus together, and there was this guy, and, and he always picked on one or the other. I mean, he'd kick us or he'd pinch us or he's always just messing with us all the time. And, and alone, we were afraid because he was a bigger kid. He was an older kid. So one time, Donna, I always blame it on her, but, but it could be my idea. But I believe she said, you know what? He can whip you and he can whip me, but he can't whip both of us. And I said, that's a good idea. I mean, I, I, it was a great idea, too, because, because he got off the bus before our stop. So I, so I said, okay, so let's just get off the bus when he gets off. And you want to hear the rest? Okay. <laughs> okay. So when we got off the bus, uh, we whooped the tar out of him. I mean, we did. Thank you, Donna. We... But see, that's what, when your mind is lined up with your spirit, your body don't have a chance. But you have to, it has to track. Your mind and your spirit have to track, and then your body has, it doesn't have any kind of other option. It's got to track along with you. And it's so important because we need, we need something that keeps us right. In this world we live in, we need to have something inside of us that lets us know this is right and this is wrong, okay? And so I got some examples I was going to share with you. So let's just pretend this, that Miss Rhonda and I, that we have a fuss, okay? And, and so I, do, I say some things that I shouldn't say, some harsh words, bad words, and so... When I do that, I'm out. I'm out of the safe zone, and I'm in the unsafe zone. But thank God we have this umpire on the inside. And the umpire, what the, he will do is he, he will go back. He will say, he, he will lead us back to the place of safety, to where we can be saved. Now, one thing we can't do is try to justify our actions. Well, Lord, she started it. And... We can't do that, but that umpire, what he does is he brings us back to that place of safety. And so when I get right with Miss Rhonda, then I'm back in that safe place. Amen? Amen. So er, er, do we have any couples in here today that never fuss? I'm trying to see how many liars are in the building. <laughs> but, but the key to that is this. You can't wait. Do it right now. The sooner the better. And you get back to that safe place and you have peace in your heart. Amen? Here's another example I was thinking about. In the world, we have to be careful how much we are in the world. We really do. Hallelujah. And I remember I struggled with this when I was a, a newborn believer. I struggled with it. And, and a lot of people think this. They think, well, you know, I'm saved 
And I go with these friends of mine, and they're not saved. They're unsaved. But you know, Lord, I really believe that, that what I do is, is I bring them closer to you. And I can win them for God if I do what they do and act like they act and get involved in that thing. But basically, you're fooling yourself. When you decide to do that, you fool yourself and you get out of the safety zone. And, and you know what it does? There's a scripture in the Bible that tells us this. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit in you is going, don't do that. And you grieve the Holy Spirit. So we always got to let this umpire guide us. And it's, we have to let the peace of God. Excuse me, the peace of God rule in our hearts. Hallelujah. Here's another way it happens. Sometimes it's not necessarily you're doing something wrong, but it's you just need to make a change. And 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 I, this a lot of times this this is like a feeling that you get, or maybe like a restlessness in your heart. And God is what He's doing is He's telling you that you stayed too long or whatever. He's saying, you've gotten out of the safe zone. So now what you need to do is you need to come back and follow after the safe place. Follow after peace. Be led by the peace of God where you need to go. And honestly, I, that's what happened to me at Longmont Christian. I stayed there probably a couple of years longer than I should because that grace or that peace had lifted off of me. And it was all works. And if you're at that place, then you continue to work. I'm not saying it was bad experience. And I'm not saying that things changed in the school. It was just that I knew God was trying to do something with me. I knew that God wanted me to, and I couldn't know what I was going to do until I followed the peace and I made a date and I said, I'm leaving. This will be my last year at Longmont Christian School. And I'm not telling you that was an easy year. It was, in fact, I was kind of anxious. It was like one foot out the door and the other one on a banana peel. But, but it was, it was like that. But you know what? It helped because I knew that I was going in the right direction. Hallelujah. This peace works for little things, little things like this. That you, you're working at this job, the job, whatever job it is, and maybe you're not putting your heart into it. Maybe your attitude is not right. And if that's true, then your heart is telling you, you, you don't have the peace that you used to have. So what do you do? Here's what I think you should do. If you have character, what you should do is change your attitude, number one, and become the best employee. That you're not late anymore. You get there on time. You stay late. You have a good attitude with the boss and you do what he wants you to do. And, and then you'll know. Then you'll know if you get your peace back, then you'll know. How about this? Some people, they uh, take things that aren't theirs. I mean, just thinking, ah, they got plenty of them. Or it could be anything. They're stealing things from here and there. And, and, and God, right now, I believe that God's working on people and letting you know that, that you shouldn't do that. That peace all of a sudden is not with you. And so you need to come back to that place. Come back to the safe zone because the umpire here is saying, you need to quit doing that. 
Hallelujah. Here's another one that came to me. Is, is you're buying things that you can't afford. Boy, it got quiet. <laughs> I'll admit it. I've done it. Probably more than I'd like to admit. But you know, God, the next thing you know, you're in trouble. God doesn't want anyone to be in financial trouble. He doesn't want you to get to the place to where you're struggling from week to week or paycheck to paycheck. But you need to follow that peace. I heard a testimony last night, and I thought it was wonderful. I was talking to this young couple, and they've been in here for a couple of years. Oh, golly, more than that, probably four or five years. But but I was talking to them, and, and in the last year, he works he works nights. And he goes to work like two in the morning, and then he works when he gets off, whenever that is. It's like 10 o'clock in the morning or whatever. But he said, but in the evenings, I drove, uh, is it DoorDash? I, I was a DoorDash guy, or I am a DoorDash guy. And he said, so this last year, we paid off all of our bills. I believe God's peace. And you could tell that God's peace was resting upon that guy. Because God's peace was with him. He was in the safe zone. God wants us to live in the safe zone, doesn't he? Amen. And if it works for small things, it works for big things too. Hallelujah. Big things like adultery or fornication. God wants to set you free. And you may fool people on any of these, but can you fool God? You cannot fool God because I always say this, that God's smarter than we are. Hallelujah. 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 So I'm just going to kind of wind down with this. I, I think I learned this, that nothing is forever. Nothing is forever. That if we, if we don't have the peace anymore, then we don't need to be freaked out about it, though. We just need to find it. We just need to get on, get in alone and, and, and examine our heart and say, so what is it, Lord? Why do I not have peace? Why am I, why am I feeling this way? And I feel like I'm in this unsafe area. Hallelujah. 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 And so then you make this decision. I'm going to go back to the place, or I'm going to find that place where I'm safe. Amen. This is amazing, but I was reading the Bible the other day. Even Jesus said this. He, he said this. We always talk about offerings. But when you come to the altar and you bring a gift and you have aught in your heart, he said this, leave it there. Leave it there and go back and make that right. If you have ought against somebody or if they have ought against you, you go make that right. And then you come back to the altar and present your gift. Boy, there's a whole lot in this, isn't it? The peace of God. But, you know, I, I believe, I, like I said, I wanted to make this practical. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. Jesus is peace. He got peace for us, or he, he obtained peace for us when he died on the cross. 
Going back to the beginning, peace is a valuable commodity. And you don't see a whole lot of it. You, you just don't. But we have it. <laughs> we do. And because of that, I, I believe that it's been proven in a lot of people's life that when they have the peace of God, it is attractive to others because people are curious. They go, okay, what is it about you? Why? How come you're not stressed out? Like that guy following the cloud. You kidding? I don't have to be stressed out. I'm following God. I'm following the peace. I've got an umpire on the inside of me that is helping me to stay in the safe zone. And this is where I'm living, buddy. I'm living right here. No, I don't need to go do that. I'm not going to get involved in that thing. Shut up, devil. You're not going to give me that thought. I'm not even, you're not even going to suggest that to me because right now my umpire is, is keeping me stable. I'm walking this path. Remember the path that leads all the way to God. Hallelujah. The Bible tells this. It tells us this, that your spirit, soul, and body being preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Start tracking. Start tracking. Renew your mind. You already have a new heart. You already have a new spirit. And then you force your body or your flesh to go with the peace. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Pastor Willie. So um, I'm just going to do this. I believe that, golly, this, I always, <laughs> I kind of struggle with this. But let me just say this. If you don't have peace, can we pray for you this morning? If maybe I said something that triggered and, and you know, I, I won't keep people long. But if you don't have peace, I, I want you to leave here with peace today. And let me say this. This is a message for the believer. This is a believer's message. And, and, and let me say this, that, that if you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, do not leave here today if you're not sure where you go, where you'll go if you die. I want you to know that if you left this earth, your next breath would be in heaven. And the only way that's going to happen is if you make Jesus Christ your Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. So let me, let me just ask that first. Is there anyone in here that needs to receive Jesus this morning? Anybody? Hallelujah.